right, so uh, Jordan's sick, so uh, I don't. <laughs> Are you sh- like you 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 just mentioned that you spaced out? So I imagine there might be some moments in this in this podcast where you you say something. And go wait, what? <laughs> I I mean, well, I mean, I think I'm fine, right? Like I was sick last weekend, so all of the major symptoms are gone now. I will spare people what the major symptoms were because they're all pretty much in the TMI category. Oh no. Um, needless to say, things were not staying in my body. <laughs> <laughs> As I would have liked them to, um, like a lot. Uh, so I was dehydrated. Like I was majorly, I was like bugging out. And so I've been like, like just trying to throw liquids in my body all through last weekend, all through this week, really. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I, I don't feel sick anymore. I just feel weird. I guess my body was kind of drained from it all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still feel a bit odd. And yeah, I spaced out right as, right before we called in and started recording you were like are you ready to start recording and so i just went over to audacity like a zombie and just clicked the record button without having called katie yet (laughs) and i just kind of stared at it for like three seconds and i'm like is this it what's happening am i podcasting now (laughs) this is how you make a podcast you record silence (laughs) this is podcast um before I realized what I was doing. So I think I'm pretty good. I, I like triaged right before I was because I felt like dog crap when I woke up again today, which is weird because I got plenty of sleep last night. Uh-huh. So I'm just like, fuck, fucking smoothie, kale, fucking B12. <laughs> just... <laughs> you know, the common cold is cured with smoothies from kale. Well, no, I mean, like there's also, you know, Tylenol and medicine and all this other stuff. But like, yeah. it's just like stuff to kind of put a little, a little more pep in the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> pep in the podcast. Welcome to our pep cast today, everybody. Uh, Katie, so, how have you been? You took a, uh, a bit of a, not a... Uh, oh, yeah. No, my, my family came by. My mom and dad, because that's, I'm an only child, so that's my family. Uh, but the, so, yeah. no, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the, the highlight is that I got a switch. Oh, that, that's right. That you told yeah. me about this briefly. Yeah, I, I should say that my, my parents are very nice and they got because like right right now is like the in between of Michael and my birthday. So it was kind of like a look, you're here, you you poor children. Why don't we give you a nice birthday present? You so, dweebs, we know you like the video games. <laughs> I know. My, my, my mom was like, now, Katie, this is her old woman voice now. Now, Katie, I know there's some gaming thing you like because you talk about it sometimes, but I don't remember what it is. So why don't you just go out and get it? OK, OK, mom. <laughs> I, I, so that that was like they didn't surprise it they're just like let's just go to target okay mom oh that's awesome that's great though they're, they're very sweet I, I love them a lot so yeah uh we've been uh unfortunately i haven't been playing greedfall as much because i've been playing Zelda. sure yeah no that's so uh, that's a whole nother thing um i haven't been playing greedfall either uh we've well, been throwing up that's true <laughs> So mainly because I was sick, but I want to mention this just very briefly. I don't want to go off on a whole tangent about it because I will if you let me. (laughs) I think we're... Well, okay, go on. Splinter Cell. Oh? I've been playing 2002's (laughs) Splinter Cell for the original Xbox. This is not what I thought you were going to say. No, it wasn't what I thought I was going to say either. And I, and I, I don't know what else to say about it at this point except... Long time ago, I wrote an article about Splinter Cell that was of some notoriety. It was probably one of the more popular things that I had ever written when I was blogging, and it got, it got around. Like it got around to the big sites, and people said very nice things about me because it was, whatever. It was this political thing about, you know, uh, military excursionism in the Middle East and the mil- uh, the intelligence agencies and glorification of that in video games. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> 
And so I got a lot of play um, in the right circles at a certain point in time. When I go back now to play these games, and that's a whole other story as to why, they're not how I remember them. <laughs> I really? Think, I think I was really fucking wrong about Splinter Cell, and that's a weird thing for me because I thought I thought I was I thought I had nailed my take all these years ago, and I'm like having a, a goddamn blogger's identity crisis because I feel like I was almost a hundred percent wrong. And so are you I, sure it's I, the right game? Like, did, are you thinking of a different Splinter Cell? <laughs> no, it's just the one. Um, well, there's a few of them, but yeah. So now, Katie, because I've now had this identity crisis, I have to go back and play them all. I'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm not like I. This is like a serious thing for me. So I beat the first one. I started Pandora tomorrow. I'm gonna play Chaos Theory Double Agent. There's two different versions of Double Agent, which I never knew. Because it was when the next gen came out, and so they developed an entirely different one with like different cutscenes and everything for the original Xbox and the Xbox 360. Uh huh. So I've got to track down this this original Xbox version because I've never played it. I got to find that one. I got to play it too. <laughs> I I feel like I'm hearing like um the audio version of that one uh like meme image of Charlie from my I forget what the show is like on that like board of like crazy conspiracy theories and he looks like insane like I, I don't I don't know what it is anymore I don't know who I am <laughs> I mean look I'm not I mean I have been known to put uh to tape uh what are they called cue cards or like the uh-huh. the little cards onto my wall I mean there's actually some in my living room right now because that's what I do when I outline things uh-huh. so if, if red string comes out in thumbtacks I mean I'm not really going to be sorry about that. I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> Thumbtacks! Your, your <laughs> did the thing. Yeah, it did, of course. Well, uh, to, so I, I will say the last podcast we did, there was someone's like, hey, look, they actually started talking about the topic like you know, six minutes in. Uh, today's topic that we're talking about <laughs> is actually related is, well, I guess the, the other video games that you might like other than Dragon Age because uh, there was a the September Bioware update from our good old Casey Hudson essentially mentioned Dragon Age 4 uh, was still in pre-production, which, like, we knew, but we got our hopes up. Let's be real. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. nothing was ever put out that was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe maybe Dragon Age will only be out, you know, this December. They're going to surprise us. Nah, that was just fan hopes. Like, we kind of knew. Let's be honest with ourselves, everybody. We're just, right. we're just too excited for it. So um, because of that, it's like the Kotaku article said, two to three, two to three years away, maybe a bit more. Who knows? Uh, so uh, what are you going to do in the meantime? <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh... I don't know. Here's the question that I don't. I generally do not know. Do you think I have enough content for two to three years worth of stuff? I think I do sometimes, and sometimes I don't. That's it's going to be interesting. God, you know my my immediate like joke answer was going to be no. Of course not. What are you crazy? <laughs> but then when I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know. You have a you have a real knack for like pulling content out for Dragon Age. I mean, if anybody can do it, it's you. I, I will say, so, because uh, I've been reading Codex entries, I, I try to do at least three a week. Um, I did take a little bit of a break during the Dragon Age Day thing, because I was too, that's the thing. Uh, but uh, I sat down and I counted out, if I continue on my pace to just finish Dragon Age Inquisition, it's like four more years. <laughs> oh, wow. So at least in that regard, you've got plenty. Yeah, I got plenty of Codex entries. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of codex entries. Uh, and like, I, I, I think I'm, 
I've made a small dent, and I've been doing this for, I think, almost two years now. Mm, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Um, so at the very least, there'll be codex entries coming out on my channel. Uh, <laughs> that's the other thing. Anyway, so um, I don't know how much prepping you did for this, but uh, I, 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 there's not, like... If we're, if we're trying to think of, like, if, if you really love Dragon... And I'm really talking about Dragon Age. I don't know if you want to add Mass Effect in this, too. Because it's going to be even longer for another Mass Effect game. Yeah. Um, I I essentially just sat down. I was like, okay, this is why I like the Dragon Age series. There's not, at least for me, another game that is the exact same thing. There's only games that have, like, a small part of why I like Dragon Age in them. Like, little sections. So I had sectioned off a whole list of games I have into those different parts that I like. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to discuss it like that. I don't know uh, if, if, if you want to throw out a couple things. Like, I, I don't know how you want to add yours in. That makes perfect sense. I prepped for this podcast. Uh, I just said Kale Smoothie B12. <laughs> <I got> my, <laughs> okay, you're I, surviving. <laughs> I got myself into the chair. I don't sound like I'm dead necessarily. <laughs> I sound crazy, but I don't sound dead. So I'm here. I'm ready. Um, <clears throat> okay. Your okay. system sounds perfect. And I there are a couple of things that I have off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. um, you should probably go ahead and start since you have a little more prepped. Okay. I'll, I'll take control of this one then. Guys, let's get ready. Okay. So um, I have four different, well, I guess five different um, like categories and then like some other categories that we'll talk about. So I split it up into sort of the gameplay, but I'll, I'll, that's a, like a big asterisk there. Story, setting, and char- characters. And I liked it, and I don't know why. <laughs> so we'll start with the gameplay. I I guess when I mean gameplay for the asterisks, I what I liked about the Dragon Age gameplay is that you can pause the gameplay when like really think about what you're doing. Uh, I, something about that I really liked because I, I always feel really stressed out in games like The Witcher or, um, you know, other things where you can't pause the gameplay because I, I just get so overwhelmed and I, I just need to take a moment to pause. So I, I feel like I can't really think of another game that does it like Dragon Age except for Greedfall, which I, I guess I don't really I haven't played enough of yet, so I didn't put it in this category. Uh, so I mostly have just tactics games here. But in the really like hardcore tactics, like like way in the other direction to even what Origin is. So, um, the first one I have on my list is Divinity: Original Sin Two. So, because it's 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 kind of the the gameplay is definitely like that tactics, almost like a chessboard type of thing. But it mm-hmm. also has like a really rich story and characters. And I actually really liked it a lot. My my thing, my only problem with the game is like if we. If I think of Dragon Age Origins, like if I if I sit down and start a game, I, I know I'm going to be playing it for a while. And it's like, a, if we liken this to relationships, it's <laughs> playing a Dragon Age series, like the whole thing. I feel like I'm getting into a long-term relationship. It's kind of comfy. We're going to do it for a while. If I get into Divinity Original Sin 2, I feel like it's a fucking marriage because that game is so long and there's so much stuff in it. <laughs> and like, I feel overwhelmed when I when yeah. I get into it at the first time. So like, I've only played it once and i technically haven't finished it because when i got to like the last act of it they re-updated the game to have a whole bunch of more new content and like the saves were no longer compatible with the old game and the new game and i'm like i can't do it right now so i just quit so i really love the game i really really do because it has like the fantasy it has the characters it has romances i like the tactics gameplay but i just get so overwhelmed with all the quests (laughs) 
Yeah, it's really I mean, it's the, it's the prototypical RPG problem of, like, there's a lot to do, but also there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do, yeah. It's, in in a way, like, that's going to be, like, a lot of people like that, but it's, at least for me, when I start a new game, it just feels so daunting that I just kind of stop. And, like, I just kind of want to be in, like, the middle of it when I've already finished, like, half of it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't, I don't have any saves like that, so I can't do it. I don't know. So that's uh, that's how, you you play Divinity, yeah? Uh, yes, yeah, both of them. Yeah, no, I haven't played any of the others, so I, I only I can only personally only recommend the second one, but like I hear the others are good too. I I, I like um I like Divinity. I like it quite a bit. I like it probably for all of the same reasons that you do, but it is interesting because I feel like Divinity, well, yeah, Divinity one and two exist with um alongside this other game which is pillars of eternity one and two Mm -hmm. i feel like they kind of cropped up around the same time those are sort of the two poster children along with i guess wasteland for the return of like the crpg or the tactics rpg type of game and Mm -hmm. i just like pillars so much more um Mm -hmm. so i think you probably hold up the divinity side of the argument i hold up the pillar side and also when you talk about the gameplay and the combat um pillars is basically like dragon age right i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. really it's really based out of those sort of Baldur's Gate era games, it's just locked into the isometric view. So unlike in Origins and, you know, 2 in Inquisition, you can't switch back and forth. When you're exploring, you're always in isometric. But the combat, it's real-time combat. So it's it's exactly it's exactly like um, the Dragon Age combat, honestly. Mm-hmm. See, I put that that's going to be the, the ones later of things I heard recommended, but I haven't actually played. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I've heard it recommended. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I will say like I haven't played it yet, so maybe if I play it, I will be like, ah, oh, Divinity's great, but have you heard of Pillars? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as of right now, I, 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 I actually got the first one, so I was going to play through that eventually <laughs> when I finish Greedfall. I, mm-hmm. I have a big game backlog. So. Oh, and yeah, speaking of big updates, um, Pillars 2 actually had an update where you can turn on, um, it's actually completely turn-based. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So you can play it in real time or you can play it turn-based. Oh, so if you really like turn-based games, then this is the update for you. Then. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, another one I had on here. This is like my. This is like a really old Game Boy game, but I really liked it a lot. Is and you, em, emulators. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Oh yeah. Um, I adored that game when I was a kid, and that that I think that game really got me into gaming. So I like I had to throw it on there. But it's it's um, if you haven't actually played it, now I don't I haven't actually played any other Final Fantasy Tactics games except for Advance Two, which I wouldn't recommend. But that's another story. Anyway, but um, the, the gameplay is like you build a little team off of like randomly generated characters, and so if, like for me, I got really attached to my little collection of bunny girls. I already forgot what the race is called, but um, <laughs> but yeah, you you make a team of uh like just really strong little battle members and you go through a story i thought the story was actually really interesting especially considering like um what it was like i actually think the story was a lot more interesting than what the game gave it credit for which i don't think you see that often um i don't want to spoil i I think one thing i do want to say for this episode i don't want to spoil any of these games so i'll be very vague uh, but if you haven't played it, I actually would strongly recommend it. And like, it's, it's kind of childish. I'll say that. So it might be kind of hard to get into, but like, if you view what's going on as an adult, it actually becomes kind of horrifying. And that's really interesting to me. So I, hmm. I guess I would recommend that. Um, another thing I kind of played as a kid, not really, it's more like in college, but, uh, the fire emblem series. I know that's really popular right now. Cause there's a new one for the switch. Oh yeah. Um, that's also tactics. Well, I guess it's 
I, people know my history, at least with anime, where I am not, like, a huge fan. And, like, Fire Emblem is definitely a JRPG. So, like, I, I, I like the gameplay enough, but, like, the story and some of the acting and things i'm just not really fond of i'm with you 100 I've, I've always felt that way about fire emblem i love the gameplay yeah and i think maybe several years ago i could put up with the jrpg-ness of it a little bit more at this point i've kind of stopped trying like i, I saw yeah. final fantasy 15 and i'm like uh maybe i'll get into that but when i watch like 15 minutes of gameplay i'm like nah man it's an anime i can't get into this so i jrpg mm-hmm. stuff i can't do but fire emblem you're right it hits that sweet spot of um, like uh, party management and also like positioning on the battlefield. It's it's a little mm-hmm. Dragon Age esque in that way. Yeah, so I, I I really liked it for that. And the the one I played the most uh, was oh fuck I forgot what it is. <laughs> I'm trying to look at my Game Boy case see if I can remember it. Um, it was the one for the 3ds. And uh, hold on, give me let me just dig through this. Real quick. I know the one too because I was gonna say is it the 3ds one and that, that's the same one that I played. DS. Am I gonna get lucky? No, it's Animal Crossing. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> uh, my little games case is all the way bottom at this. Like, what was it? Like, it's not Heroes, right? That was the Heroes was the mobile game. Yeah, I don't think it was Heroes. Awakening. That's it. There it was. Yep. All right, Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, yeah, that's the one I played in. Like that one has like I don't know anything about the other Fire Emblems to be honest. But uh, Awakening had like little romances and stuff, and like your kid comes from the past. That was kind of funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, I kind of like that though because I'm sappy. So I was like, oh my, it's my kid. I'm gonna <laughs> fight with them. That's so cool. That's why I, I don't know. I thought I found that kind of endearing. Uh huh. Um. So I, I guess I liked that. Um. Another. I guess. Uh trying to think of like an an indie title that has tactics uh the banner saga have you ever played that i have not but that's definitely one for me that's on the list of stuff that i've heard about that seems really cool yeah i so i one thing you'll find from this list i have a serial history of getting halfway through a game and then getting sidetracked and not finishing it unfortunately banner saga is one of those (laughs) i i accidentally killed a couple characters and banner saga has uh permadeath at least the first one so uh, I got frustrated and I, I didn't finish it, but it was really good. And I, I, it's, I feel like a, normally with a lot of these um, fantasy games, it's kind of like the Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy where like this one was more of like a Nordic fantasy. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and like the artwork is beautiful, honestly. So I, that, if, if you're more into indies, I, I would definitely recommend that. Um, uh, well, if, while we're doing indies, I got to shout out Tyranny also uh, by mm. Obsidian, which is basically the same exact engine as Pillars, but I've never played Tyranny. Um, mm. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Apparently, it does really, really good stuff with choice in, in story and branching storylines. Um, I've heard mm. that it's one of the best choice story driven games ever. Uh, I've just never played it, but it also plays very much like Pillars, which is very much like like a Dragon Age Origins uh, style combat. Mm hmm. So what what's the setting? Is it like a? Uh, it's fantasy, but it's also I'm ha- I'm having trouble recalling or describing exactly. I don't want to say near eastern, but it's 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 not exactly the traditional um, high fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play a sort of like arbiter or governor of some sort that's like in a new region, and so your the setup is that you're constantly making passing judgments and making decisions, and that's sort of mm-hmm. their entryway into the branching storyline stuff. Hmm. That's cool. 
Um, an, uh, this is a game I like, and I kind of put it in the gameplay series because like it is kind of tactical, but it's definitely unlike anything else on this list. Uh, and it's it's I think it's actually best with multiplayer with a couple people. Um, the Civilization series. <laughs> oh, okay. I I know that's kind of unusual in this list, but I, I did really like uh, I got Civ Five a while ago for free during some event. And I played the shit out of the game. Like, that was actually a lot of fun to, like, play that with a couple of friends. Um, and, like, you, you play whatever country and, like, you're trying to, like, go against your friends or even, um, like, you know, NPCs. So I, if, if you're if you're literally looking for something tactical but also with friends, well, you could also do that with Divinity. But if you, <laughs> I would also suggest Civilization because it's, uh, it's probably pretty cheap right now because it's an old game. <laughs> and I think there's a, the sixth one came out, too. So, yeah, that's that's my, like, tactical gameplay. If if you want something more like Inquisition or you know Dragon Age two, I, I the only thing I can even think about that's even close is Greedfall that just came out, um, and even that's a lot different. You know, I mean, Greedfall is definitely more modern. Before I would bump Greedfall though, I said we, we got to give a shout out to Neverwinter Nights because in particular Neverwinter mm-hmm. Nights two, even though it was made by Obsidian, it was really. Right, because it goes Baldur's Gate and Neverwinter Nights, and then finally Bioware gets into Dragon Age. I feel like Neverwinter Nights 2 in particular is is like a beta version of Dragon Age if you look up gameplay yeah. for it, even though I never beat that game. The Neverwinter Nights and Neverwinter Nights 2 was kind of in a stage of like, I played it at the time, but I just wasn't, I wasn't fully into RPGs at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So it just didn't, it never clicked with me and I've never gone back. But I think clearly when you look at Neverwinter Nights 2, it's like, oh. Well, this is just Dragon Age Origins, bef- slightly before Dragon Age Origins. <laughs> See, that, that, that went under my haven't played a category. Uh, that one I actually own, uh, so I have to go play that. But yeah, that I hear a lot of good things. And again, I, now I do actually think there's a lot of, um, it's either Boulder Gates or Neverwinter Whites. They, like, you, you, there's actually a lot of references to them in the Dragon Age series. So one thing that would be kind of interesting, if you really like the Dragon Age series and you want to get some references you probably didn't get because you haven't played Neverwinter Nights or Boulder's Gate, mm, you yeah. can do that. So uh, maybe maybe that's what you want to go do. Um, so then the next uh, little subsection I have is the story. Um, I guess when, when I read story, I want something that's kind of deeper. And, like, th- these are just games that got me interested to the world around them. And, like, I thought it, like, it maybe some of them are indie games and kind of, like, a shorter story. But it, it hooked me in a way. And I guess, like, the, the, the best thing I can do is just give games that hooked me and hopefully they'll hook you. <laughs> so that's kind of what I read into this. Um, the first one I put on here was actually Dishonored. I love Dishonored. <laughs> Something about the, um, well, I don't know if I should spoil it, but I also forgot the character's name, but there's like a, the, uh, the outsider. There it is. Something about the outsider. I just found so intriguing that I loved it a lot. And huh. I, I haven't actually played the second game, and apparently, or any of the DLCs. I've just played the base game. I really want to do that. But something about the outsider, and like the lore around that, and like a lot of the imagery, I found so intriguing. I, I was really obsessed with it for like a, a couple months there before, <laughs> before I found Dragon Age. So uh, I, if if you, and I, I don't even think it really has any similarities to the world of Dragon Age, but it, it's one of the few games that has definitely, like, got me really interested to, like, what's going on in the background. And they don't really bring that much attention to it either. It's just kind of like, there's this weird thing that's going on, and it is very weird, and you're going to be interested in it, but we're really not going to talk about it that much. And something about that just made me go, oh, but I want to know about it so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, did, uh, did you 
think that was interesting or did you you're not that into it I, I love Dishonored. It's so weird, though, that the thing that got you was The Outsider. I hated The Outsider. I felt like he was really? anno- I felt like he was annoying. And I, I sort of had the exact opposite reaction of this whole sort of like, every time he popped up, it felt like I'm dark and spooky. I'm like, you're not that fucking dark and spooky, bro. Get out of here. I'm not scared of you. <laughs> so I kind of had like the opposite reaction to The Outsider, but I loved... Mm-hmm. I loved Corvo and I loved um, uh, the like the uh, what's her name Chloe Grace Moretz's character the the princess like that that connect that too. connection and sort of like that story of vengeance I loved it the Victorian mm-hmm. I guess slightly maybe post Victorian era mm-hmm. s- like not quite steampunk but I don't know like sci fi fantasy Victorian era setting I just dug it I loved it yeah the setting is amazing I really do love that a lot. But I, which I almost put this in the setting category that's coming up next, but I just, I really liked the the weird story behind it. And like, I, I mm-hmm. eventually I do want to play the second one because you do play as the girl, the little girl who I can't remember her name. But uh, yeah, no, I, I get, I, I, I maybe because like, I, I guess I don't know why I liked it as much as I did and then you hated it. I, I, I got nothing to defend. Maybe because, like, I know as a teenager that I would have been all over that shit. So, like, maybe there was, like, something nostalgic about it. I guess that's the best uh, reasoning I could come behind. <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought the story was really well written. Um, there's choice. Mm-hmm. Like, there's elements of you getting to choose what to do. Yeah. The ending is different. Um, also... I mean, as far as comparisons to Bioware games, it's it's not a good comparison gameplay wise because it's oh yeah, it's like nothing Bioware's ever done. But yeah, I love. I mean, as I just mentioned with Splinter Cell, I love stealth games, and I loved Dishonored's gameplay. I thought it was one of the most satisfying stealth games ever. I think it goes right up there with the original Thief, Metal Gear Solid Two, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. I think it's one of the best stealth games ever. Yes, and to people who played Dragon Age 2 and are thinking of Mark of the Assassin's stealth, it's nothing like that. Like, it's not... <laughs> this is a that's good not a stealth, stealth game. game. <laughs> this is a good stealth game. <laughs> so, it's... it's and You also don't have to play stealth. No, you can, you, can dis, you can just dismantle everybody and it's super satisfying as an action game. But it affects the story, which I think is amazing about it. I do, and it's not open world at all, but it is as far mm-hmm. as the freedom to climb up a building, sneak into the window, or sneak into the back door, or kill the guard at the front door, like, you have so many options. It's so yes. satisfying. Yes. It's also an older game, so uh, if, you're, if you're a gamer on the budget, perfect for you. <laughs> yeah, I want to so. say even the second one, which also I, I've been meaning to play it. I own the second one, still haven't got around to it. Um, mm-hmm. They should both be pretty cheap. Yeah, what I think the second one came out like not long after Inquisition. Am I remembering correctly? Like, it's, uh, it's been a, a it's years. been a minute, but good pick though. Yeah. Good good on you for Dishonored because that I would not have yeah. thought of that. But you're right as far as the choice and consequence and stuff like that. That that's very mm-hmm. satisfying. Um, another one that because I, I just went through my Steam library and put everything I, I like down here. Um, The Wolf Among Us is probably the only Telltale game I've ever liked. Oh really? Um, yeah, I because I I I guess I didn't play i watched some people play it but like the wolf among us I actually really dug um to the point where I, it's actually based on a comic and i actually bought the first couple uh, like um issues of the comic and i actually really liked that a lot um so maybe i'm just saying like get into this the comic series because the comic are cool hmm. um but uh yeah no wolf among us unfortunately it does end on a cliffhanger and now telltale is gone so <laughs> and they even hinted wolf among us too and i'm so pissed like oh they had a how to ruin your company. Anyway, but um, if, if 
if you just want something like short, because it, 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 which I will say, I don't know how you're going to buy it now. I don't even know if you can, can you buy it now still? Because Telltale. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, somebody bought, somebody bought up all the rights. It's a whole controversy because they're calling oh. themselves Telltale and they're not really the same people, but it, it's for uh, sale. Yeah. Okay. Well, buy it or not as you wish. But uh, I, I actually really liked that one. Um, and, and I think like, even if you don't like the wolf among us like if you really like choice and consequences i think telltale games are actually pretty good with that i completely agree i love uh, walking dead series personally it's very near and dear to my heart i think it's it's mm-hmm. far surpassed the latter seasons of the show easily and so that became my that became my walking dead quite honestly i i guess i wasn't as fond of the walking dead because like i just don't like zombie things i don't like horror and mm-hmm. i don't like a like it, 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 zombie everything just feels like despair and i really hate that <laughs> yeah and uh, so the, the wolf among us was it, it it had i think it was the second telltale game i'm remembering that correctly yeah probably yeah so it well not game but like in their their current lineup of what you think a telltale game is but um it's uh I, I liked that it was kind of a mystery and it has like this weird fantasy setting of like fairy tales but mm-hmm. in the real world and like I, I I really was actually drawn to that um so yeah if I I would recommend play that and if you like that and you're sad that it uh <laughs> it, it technically ended because something happened to Telltale at least go get the comic books because they're they're actually pretty good um have not finished it but that because I I honestly the timeline is I got really into Wolf Among Us. Uh, I realized the game wasn't coming too soon, so I was like, well, maybe I should uh, play something else. So I played Dragon Age and that, but, you know, such a <laughs> so, uh, Whoops. Um, another, um, so now I have, like, a collection of indie games. Uh, have you ever played Dear Esther? No. Dear Esther is, it is a walking simulator. Like, there is no gameplay other than walking. Um, but it is beautiful, and I really liked it. And the, the music, I have the soundtrack, it's amazing. Um, Dear Esther is you essentially just walk around an island and listen to the story of a man and his wife, I think. It's, it's been a couple of years, but mm-hmm. it, it's honestly a beautiful little game. Like, I think I was able to knock it out in an hour or two. Um, and it's kind of have like a spooky feel to it. And you're like, you're the only one on this island, but is that a ghost? Is it not? You don't know. Like, and it's, it's really, um, and it's just really moving. So I guess if you just want kind of a, like you, you have two hours to kill and you just kind of want a story that'll make you maybe tear up a little bit, something that's like a little bit romantic, play Dear Esther. It's a really good little indie game. Um, another one that's like sort of like that, but there's actually a game behind it is Little Inferno. Have you played that one? I have not, no. So Little Inferno, um, it, the, the gameplay starts out as like a silly little kid's game where you burn things. Uh <laughs> You buy things and you burn things. Interesting. And and um, as you continually buy things and burn things, you'll get letters from people. And it's essentially, well, I guess I don't want to say what the main plot of it is, but like it, it takes a turn near the end. And it's silly. It, it, it makes, as someone who like sits in their house a lot in games, it kind of gave me a lot of feelings about that. And, and I, I, I want to keep this as vague as possible to keep the surprise. But the, I, I really liked the ending. I still think about it a lot. There's not a lot of like small little indie games where you just do like some stupid bullshit, like burn things for like a couple hours that the ending I still think about. So I wanted to recommend that out. Um, there's not a lot of choice and consequences. It's just like I thought a nice little... Um, try it, it makes you look at your life a little at least it did for me so um i guess i would recommend that um 
Another one I have down here, which I think is it. it the, the, these last two are definitely not choice and consequences game. Um, Transistor. Have you played Transistor? I have not, but I've heard I, you told me about it actually. Yes, I I love Transistor. Transistor was uh, it's 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 a little bit more tactical in the gameplay. Um, I and like it it's it's tactical, but it's not. It's it's like it's kind of funky like that. Um, but that one another game where the music is wonderful the art style is beautiful it's by the same people who did bastion uh so if you played that it's like that same type of quality um and yeah it's it was also pretty short i think i knocked it out in like five hours i think maybe maybe more than that um but yeah it's cute little game i the story is also really um sad but also heartwarming at the end it's like this weird mix of that and it's also one of the few games on this list where like you play as a woman which i really liked <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for a game where you're like look i'm just tired of all these wieners transistor <laughs> that's for you i'm surprised that wasn't the marketing campaign transistor if you're tired of all these wieners <laughs> it's true though um so uh another game i liked this one uh, michael actually got me on uh when we were in college uh have you ever heard of, heard of a game called braid yeah yeah braid's I, great i love braid yeah braid is like it's something it, it starts off as something and it ends you, you it blows your mind at the end because you're like oh shit there's a plot twist <laughs> <laughs> plot twist so that's another good little story game um but yeah that's uh those were i guess my the, the ones i don't like i thought were best at the story there's, there's like skyrim i was gonna have next in like the setting thing because like i wasn't really into this the story of skyrim but i think the setting of fantasy is really cool did you have any like other games that you could think of that were like really strong story games or anything with choice and consequences that were good that you liked i mean you know that's an interesting uh distinction there's the choice and consequence because i feel like you know you named a couple where you openly say like yeah not really a lot of choice but the story's good mm-hmm for me, I've realized that I think all of your categories make sense. I think the one thing for me that is most important is choice and consequence. Like when I when I realize mm-hmm. why I like spiders games like Technomancer and Greedfall and all these other stuff, like all I care about is choices in, in branching storylines. Like that is the biggest thing for me. Party members are nice. I like to have party members, although a few games actually do that correctly. But choice mm-hmm. and consequence is the number one thing for me. Um mm-hmm. Obviously, I would say Technomancer, which I talked about at length, is very, very good at that. Greedfall, which we're both kind of starting, uh, is very good at that. Um, a game that I repped really hard when it came out in early 2018 was um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Which is another great example of like a double-A game where it has a lot of jank. Don't get me wrong. You're going to have technical issues. It's optimized like crap. You can have the strongest system <laughs> ever. You're never going to get 60 frames on that on that game. Uh-huh. Um, but it's great at choice. Like there are multiple endings to just about every single quest that you can do. Um, you feel like you have a strong amount of autonomy as as Henry, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a real um, coming of age story. Like you feel really helpless and powerless at the beginning, and you feel pretty badass, but still in a grounded, realistic way by the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so as far as choice is concerned. I would highly recommend that. In, in particular, there is one, um, there is one part of the main quest where you are tr- where you need to get into a monastery, mm-hmm. and the amount of ways that you can get into this monastery are absolutely ridiculous. You can just kill everyone and get in there and, and get what you need, or you can go on like a four-hour diversion of like this entire plot line inside of the monastery. 
Uh, or you can just sneak in there with stealth skills or you can kind of go in undercover and then do it the quick way. But like if you go through the, the most careful way possible, it can legitimately take you a few hours to follow the entire quest line of like living inside the monastery as a monk. As, wow. as as you're yeah it's really crazy there were some people there were even memes on the subreddit going like this is the true game they should have made the entire <laughs> game about this <laughs> and i almost agree with them it's really it's a very very interesting um part of the game and it just goes and you can totally bypass it by just finding another way into the monastery it's totally mm-hmm. optional content um I, I love kingdom come uh deliverance for that reason i um oh god what was it called Fable, I heard, was really good for Choice and Consequences, but I never actually played it. Oh, yeah, I played all the Fables. That's that's another old school one that I, I definitely think is... Um, Fable is like the prototype in a lot of ways. Even though it came out, um, if you place it in a timeline on Bioware's uh, catalog, you know, it came out after Baldur's mm-hmm. Gate. It came out around the time of Neverwinter Nights or after Neverwinter Nights. Um, so it predates Dragon Age a little bit. The only thing about Fable is that if you play it now those choices are going to feel really binary. They're you're, you're either comically evil or like a paragon of niceness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was sort of like to sort of showcase the distinction. But I think the modern, the more modern thing to do is to have shades of gray. Mm-hmm. Um, like Greedfall is doing a great job of that. Whereas the fable stuff is going to feel really kind of almost cartoony as far as like how evil you are. Yeah. <laughs> like at one point it's literally like steal candy from a child evil or like give them a teddy bear it's like really really i i can see some people thinking that fun though it's like, funny yeah it's definitely tongue-in-cheek yeah so i i can see that that, that having an audience um I, I, okay so i guess i'll move on to the next one which is which is setting obviously skyrim or any of the elder scrolls i only played skyrim i did well i did try to play the oblivion but it, at that point like I, it had aged a lot and like it just wasn't the nostalgia wasn't there for me <laughs> with skyrim yeah um Skyrim is interesting because I feel like because I played it um, in 2014 and uh, I, I played as much as I could, which I, I didn't actually finish the main story. I just did all of the uh, the guild quests. <laughs> That's what everyone <laughs> does. That's like, the best you, part. Yeah, I didn't give a shit about the main quest. Um, and then I, I kind of stopped and I really played again. I did try. Because, like, the the modding scene is insane. Like, I feel like that game's going to be eternal because anyone can make a mod for it and do whatever. Like, yeah. there is there's some absolutely nuts mods out for Skyrim. Um, so, I, I guess, yeah, if you liked Skyrim well enough, but you played to the full extent, try out some mods because there's some crazy bullshit out there. Like, just whole new storylines, whole new maps, whatever the fuck. It's you huge, yeah. People do it. Yeah, so that's that's one. Um, and I, I don't really, I feel like I don't really want to talk about Skyrim that much because it's like... You know, everyone knows Skyrim, right? It's like one of the most... Is it the, the best-selling game ever? Because I would put money on it. Uh, no, but it's the best-selling RPG. There, there's nothing else okay. even close. The stuff that outsells it is basically Pokemon and Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, Another setting... I put Greedfall here in the setting because like, I haven't really played it enough to put it in any other category, but it is kind of like that, fine, uh, that Final Fantasy setting that uh, it does have some Victorian elements that Dragon Age doesn't have, but um, yeah, it, it kind of gives me the same magical feeling, I guess. Um, the next one I have, I just, uh, the next one I have on here is um, really any Legend of Zelda game, but I specific, specific, yeah, I said Twilight Princess specifically, because uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for that, but I feel like everyone has nostalgia for like a certain Zel- Zelda game, you know? 
Because I think most people grew up with one of those. Yeah, Ocarina has a ton of nostalgia, but also Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was right around, um, let's see, I would have been 17 or 18 when that came out. So that was kind of one of those last, you know, before you get into adulthood. So that one kind of stuck with me a lot. But also Breath of the Wild is probably better than all of them. (laughs) Yeah, I've been so yeah, I've I recently got a switch and I've been playing with Michael and yeah, no, it's it is very good. Yeah. I, I will say, uh we we briefly mentioned it on um the voiceover episodes. Uh, I I've been now that I've actually gotten more exposure to the voice acting in Legend of Zelda, Jordan, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. It's not that the people were bad, I just think they're miscast. Like like how you know? so? Which which one? I, uh, well, we, we just finished the Zora area and the prince said Sudan or whatever. He does not sound like how I thought he would at all. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, Legend of Zelda stuff, the voice acting has never really been the draw. So I, I can't really argue yeah. with you. Well, well there's, I think, is, is this the first one with voice acting? I don't know. Like I, you're so, I'm so used to like other Zelda games where they'll have like a, hey, oh, or whatever. And then it's, you know, you have to read what they say. I'm used to that. And I prefer that. And like uh, there, there was at one point the the Zora princess was talking to us, and uh, but you couldn't see her. And Michael and I honestly could not tell if it was Zelda or the other <laughs> girl. <laughs> it sounded too similar. So um, it's infrequent yeah. at least. Like there is there is a fair bit of reading, and I feel like a lot of the characters aren't fully voiced. Like they they some of their some of their key moments are voiced, and I guess that's kind of for the better. Yeah, I I would have much preferred they all not be voiced, like because it's weird. Like I think some of the grunts can sometimes work, but like when like the like the king uh the king of Hyrule or whatever you talking to him like hit like he, I thought he sounded one way based on like the grunts he makes, and then he starts talking and it was something I was not expecting at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whoa, you sound like what? Uh-huh. And like it wasn't like bad. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Sure. I'm kind of disappointed even. You yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. I. I don't know. I'm not a big, but other than that, no. Breath of the Wild has been great. We've been having a, a lot of fun. Like, um, apparently, I'm the type of um, I, I've been calling it stupid. I don't know what you want, but like, Michael will be doing a puzzle. He's like, I don't know how to solve it, and I'll say some like stupid idea, and it ends up working. <laughs> like we oh, saw a pile of leaves. Like we saw a pile of leaves, and Michael tried to blow it away. He's like, I, I think it looked like a little co- kokari, whatever it is, seeds in here, and I, I don't know what to do. I'm like, why don't you set it on fire? <laughs> He's like, oh no. I don't, I don't want to set him on fire. I'm like, just set it on fire. And sure enough, it's set on fire. Katie, and he unlocked the I, thing. I think the word for that is smart. I don't think that's... <laughs> I, but I feel like they're really dumb I, ideas yeah, at the time. I, I don't think the ability to solve problems is categorized as stupid. I think you... Like, but but like, I, like, I feel like it's a stupid idea at the time. Like, I, I'm saying out the dumbest idea I can think of, and it ends up being right. But like, in a fun but way... But I think that's I like a, that is a real staple of why Breath of the Wild is so good. Like... I spent a long time, very, very early on in the game, when you need to get to one of the first three shrines, and you ha- one of them is clearly in an area that's too cold. Uh-huh. And so I did what I I thought it was probably what most people do, was you find the guy, he offers to give you a jacket if you can make the spicy seafood dish or whatever. So like I went uh-huh. out and found all the ingredients and figured out how to make it and got the jacket, and now I'm good. And then when I was listening to someone at Game Informer talk about it, they're like, I never did any of that. I just had my torch out, and that kept me warm, so I just walked through the whole way. There you go. And I was like... That's so, I mean, I guess, again, to borrow your uh, vernacular, it's so dumb, but it works. Like, it's, it's so, <laughs> like, the game, the game really sort of rewards simple, but also complex thinking. Like, if you want to yeah. approach it in either way, it's going to work. And that's, I love that about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. 
So, uh, I don't know if you'd call that choice and consequence, but, like, I, I don't know. Like it's, in a way. <laughs> in a way, yeah. But, no, I, uh, yeah, I guess I would recommend Breath of the Wild. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I, I can't really think of anything where, like, just the setting is a fantasy. Oh, maybe, like, Dragon's Dogma or something. I didn't play that, though. Michael did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 so I don't really know much about that. But, yeah. Uh, I, I think the Fallout settings are very interesting. I, I do, when, yeah. when you mentioned the, um, the thing about zombie games, about how it feels like gloom, I can relate to that. Like, I, I can get into a Fallout game, but at a certain point, I get fatigued from how dreary everything is. I think Fallout 4 helped a little bit because their color palette was so much more varied. They actually had mm-hmm. color. <laughs> it wasn't just brown and green. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, sometimes I think that their actual writing and as far as the plot leaves a lot to be desired. But I still think that that environment is rife with opportunity. I, I guess I just really not that I don't like guns. I just don't like guns bore me, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So like guns and video games automatically I'm sleeping <laughs> like <laughs> easily the worst part of Mass Effect for me was the gameplay. I'm like, oh, I have to go shoot things now. <laughs> so and like I know I'm the minority here, um, but yeah, it's like it's like I I I played Fallout Four specifically, um, and granted Fallout Four had its own list of problems, but uh, other than making me a bit barfy, what I really didn't like about it was that I just had to shoot things all the time. I'm like, oh, guns. <laughs> Katie, if <laughs> so you've never done this. a melee build in Fallout Four, I tried it. I was just really bad at it. And so I died a lot, and I just got frustrated. Oh, and, really? And, and and then also I I got the game for some I don't I I've I can't think of another game that has this problem other than Fallout seventy six. I get barfy, I just get so barfy, and I don't know why. Hmm. <laughs> like I and, and even I like try to like you know zoom out the camera because like sometimes you know first person can make people kind of vomity. So if you like if you see the character moving, it gets better. No, still got barfy. I don't know why? <laughs> How, is, is about it. how interesting and also terrible. Well, that sucks. Yeah, so I just have to, because I thought, like, maybe 76, like, well, I got Barbie with Fallout 4s, and, like, I know 76 was a disaster, but a lot of my friends were playing it, so maybe we can play this disaster together, and uh. I, mean, I was trying to play it. I was like, I'm just kidding, Barbie. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. So, yeah, uh, I guess that was my experience with the Fallout games. I didn't get that way with Skyrim. It was so weird. How interesting. That is that is that is very uh, curious. I don't know. If anyone's listening to this and knows why I got Barfy and knows a, a fix for it, please tell me. Because I tried so many things, like the changing, like the video settings, and like nothing seemed to stick. I just got different variants of Barfy. <laughs> hmm. So, I don't know. Never got like that with any other game. So, uh, anyway, so the, the next category I have is characters. Games that I think really shine in their characters. Um, I obviously put the Mass Effect series here because that's what I remember of Mass Effect the most is the characters. But so we've talked ad nauseum about that, so I'm going to skip that one over. Um, the next one I have here is The Witcher 3. Mm, great pick, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, but not the other Witcher games. <laughs> I didn't play two. I hate one. Uh, Cal- Kalkstein, the amazing character of Kalkstein, did not stick with you? <laughs> Isn't he memorable, Katie? He's memorable in my nightmares. I'll say that. <laughs> Uh, he is the most memorable character of the entire franchise in the worst way just, possible. Just yeah, just his. Fa- I honestly thought he was a monkey. <laughs> like this is like Planet of the Apes, because it's a it's a uh, fantasy setting. I know there's different like fantasy races. I was like, okay, I guess there's just some Polish myth about monkey people. Uh huh. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. No, he's 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 supposed to look like a human. 
Uh, kind I, of. There, there is a thing with him where he's. Well, it doesn't matter, but yeah, they, yeah mostly there's just human. Like a, his, yeah, he's mostly human. He's supposed to look human adjacent at least, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't look good. But yeah, no. Uh, back to Witcher Three. I, I really, really, really love the dynamic of um Geralt and Ciri, that like father daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. Um, I also liked the, because uh, there is a romance you get to choose between, uh, well, a whole series of women, but the main, the, the mainstay is Yennefer or uh, Triss. Um, and I, and I kind of liked the, it, it, it really did feel like you were a divorced dad who can either get back with your ex-wife or the hot young thing. <laughs> like, that's really what it felt like to me. Is that so what it chose... felt like? <laughs> wait, For me, yeah. Wait, which one is the hot young thing? They both look. Triss. Well, 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 no, like, cause, tri- cause, like, th- it, Gerald and Yennefer had like this history together. Yeah, and they, right. Like, yeah, Yennefer definitely had like this mother-daughter relationship with Siri, so it really did felt like the trio of you were a little family. And then you lost your memory. Triss slept with you. Yennefer's really hurt with that, and like it, it that's it just felt like that dynamic. Oh, see that that is a thing that is exclusively in the games. Yeah, See, th- it that's hard for me to get into that because the, you just recounted what happens in, in the video in the games, games, which chronologically are after the books, which kind of doesn't make sense, but it does. In the books, Triss is with Ciri and, and Ger- Geralt as well, and she also takes on sort of the mother, I guess more of like a big sister, but it's the, it's the exact same dynamic with Triss. So I never saw those mm-hmm. two things as being separate or opposed, but you're right. They do kind of play it that way in particular in Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I, I know in The Witcher 3, they definitely, like, build up Triss as, like, I think she even calls Ciri little sis at one point. I think so, yeah. When they, when they reunite. So, yeah, like, it's for me, it, it, I also say, like, I just didn't like Triss for reasons like, How over there. How dare you? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, oh, are you a Triss romancer? I, I mean, I honestly, I think the canon should be Yennefer, just because the books and everything, that that's what it should be. But, um, you know, Triss is awesome. She's fun. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Wrong false Tris is fun Tris is great no i hate her she's got red hair she's exciting she slept with you when you lost your memory because she liked your dick so much and screwed Uh, over her friend look she wanted some of that albino witcher dick you can't blame her (laughs) she wanted to have sex and not get pregnant no no it's not anyway um but yeah i will say uh, as much as i did really like that that family dynamic or whatever the witcher 3 i have seen a lot of people specifically women really not like the witcher 3 because Geralt, everyone wants to sleep with Geralt. everyone wants to fuck Geralt. it's true and even even for me and michael because we we were trying to play um kind of a, a chastity Geralt who was only for tris how many quests that we had that we couldn't complete because we didn't fuck somebody so many <laughs> So many, like like Kiera tried to. I think that's her name. Like tried Kira, to like go on yeah. a date with yeah Kira. There, Kira Kira tried to go on a Kira's date. Kira's hot with us, as fuck. Like, no. What do you got against blonde? Yeah, she's she's hot <laughs> as fuck. Fine, but like, also she betrays Yennefer. you. If oh you, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, she does. She tra- she straight up betrays you, and then she runs off with Lambert. Also, oh fuck Lambert. <laughs> oh Lambert's my boy. What do you got against Lambert? He's an asshole. Yeah, that's why he's my boy. <laughs> You have all the wrong. Deci- you have all the wrong. When Lambert, when Lambert ran shit. off with the crazy chick that betrays everybody, I'm like, all right, fist bump, <laughs> solitaire. I mean, yeah, that's totally for him. Also, we totally spoiled all of this. We did. <laughs> we we said we wouldn't do spoilers, and look what we're doing. 
but yeah, I despite everyone wanting to fuck Geralt and me being kind of annoyed with it, and it like it definitely is that like male fantasy that people talk about because everyone like there's this guy that like I I guess he looks all right. He is kind of you know grizzled, whatever. But like. Not everyone's gonna want to fuck some weirdo with yellow eyes. You know what I mean? Also, he's <laughs> supposed to look hideous. Like they kept they kept making him look more and more handsome in each game. He's supposed to be a mutant. He's supposed to have like really weird looking and horrible facial scars, and he's not supposed to be handsome. Yeah. So the fact that everyone wants to fuck him makes it even more confusing for me. So I, yeah, I I could totally see why people are annoyed with that, and if that's your reason not to play it, I totally get it. But despite all of that, I still liked it, which I think speaks of something. And I, and I do think, like, the, the, like everyone talks about how great the side quest is, because every side quest um, has something interesting about it for the most part. I still can't believe you besmirched the honorable name of Triss. I cannot. Fuck I can't. Triss. <laughs> I'll say it again. I'll no, put it on my gravestone. No, look, Triss. Triss, first of all, Yennefer left. Yennefer left Geralt. She abandoned Ciri. She abandoned everyone. Triss was there when, when Yennefer was gone. She was the one holding well, shit together. What was Yennefer doing? Being a part of the lodge and trying to be powerful and fucking. How dare she have a career? <laughs> you just don't like career women. <laughs> This is such a good argument. I love it. Like, no, don't get me wrong. It is fucked up that Triss slept with Geralt, even though she knew that blah, blah, blah. But like, I love the drama of it because from Triss's perspective, she really is like, I, I care about you more. Like Yennefer always fucking is ready to drop you at the, at, ready to drop you at the drop of a hat. Like I'm, I'm the one who's always been here. And she's always been a little bit upset that she's in Yennefer's shadow. Like Yennefer is the most, powerful uh sorceress she's really the leader of the lodge everyone is jealous of her and Triss is reasonably you know almost just as talented as Yennefer but she never gets the same credit mm-hmm. so it's totally fucked up but you can see why she would want to sleep with Gerald, right like take the most popular girl in school's boyfriend kind of a thing it's fucked up <laughs> but I love the drama of it but I, I, so to get back to the topic, because we have just spent like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes here discussing like the characters of The Witcher, which I think just speaks to how great these characters are. We didn't are. even talk and about Shani. Shani's great as a romance, like for the DLC. Oh, fuck Shani. Shani's she was the best. Too. No. <laughs> She's a doctor. She's smart. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I didn't like her. Because she was still like, hey, I, you want to sleep with me? No. Who are you? <laughs> Well, I get. Well, it's like I guess if that's the thing, right? Like from the books, and also she's in the first game, so like there was a nostalgia factor there. Yeah, she's even worse in the first game. Well, <laughs> yeah, you show up to a room and she's like in lingerie, yeah, and you're like, in lingerie, Whoa. You can see the you can see the nipples. I'm like, look, I'm I just want to. I'm sorry. Did, did I? I did. I thought I knocked. <laughs> like, I just want to complete this quest. I just want to complete this quest. Please put your clothes back on, Johnny. No, that weirds me out. That's weird. That out. is one of those things where as a female gamer, you just have a perspective that I think is lost on so many male gamers, right? Like if I'm a dude and I just want to complete a side quest, but I have to stare at a dude's dick, like that makes no sense. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, right. why do I have to look at titties right now? Right. It's just sort of strange. Um, but yeah. I like Johnny. I think she's great. <clears throat> nah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can we we can all agree. I, I believe his name's Regis is the best. Oh, Regis is phenomenal. Everybody loves Regis. Oh, he's great. Anyway, we're we're getting sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> maybe we need to have a Witcher three episode. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, okay. Another thing with characters. Uh, another game. Uh, so I this is. This is a game I really liked as a childhood, and I'm putting it on here because I know people have fans. But I think looking back on it, it is extremely campy. Um, Final Fantasy ten. 
I loved it as a kid, and me as a 10-year-old thought that was the coolest shit ever. Mm. Uh, it is definitely, when you look back on it now, extremely campy and, like, kind of cringy at some parts. But something about it for me is very nostalgic. And, like, the, especially the ending I still think about a lot. And, like, the little 10-year-old me is like, what? They wanted to be together! <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, sure. It, I, I guess if, if if you like the Sovellan romance, play Final Fantasy X. <laughs> that's okay. That's my, that's my tip for you. Um, I I was on a, a path for solace way before I knew it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I I think a, a lot of people really like the Final Fantasy series. I will say that as an adult, though, Final Fantasy series has definitely like it's JRPGs. And now that as an adult, I think I've grown a grown past. Not, not to say that people who are adults can't like JRPGs. I just... I'll say that. Person. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't. I won't, but... <laughs> the comments are going to come I, after me hard. <laughs> How dare you? No, I, I just can't get into it anymore. Because I, I feel like they are aimed at, like, a younger person. Children. And being older. <laughs> yeah, they're aimed, at, they're aimed at kids. And and now that I'm not that teenager saving the world, I just, like, are, I'm in, like, all the, like, I feel like the villain roles now. Like, you can't do that. You're too young. <laughs> like, I agree with them now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, it does kind of feel weird playing, you know, teenagers trying to save the world. At the very least, Final Fantasy X has, like, people in their late 20s, so... I can at least stand by a recommendation. Mm-hmm. But I hear, like, 7 was good. I just never played it. Which, uh, there's going to be a remake of Final Fantasy 7 out eventually. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I hear good things about Final Fantasy 15, but a boy band and a car road trip is <laughs> me. Um, but maybe it will you. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another thing with, like, if you just like characters and romances, uh, Stardew Valley, I really liked. Um, I know it's kind of, like, different from everything we've just talked about. But, like, I think uh, I really liked, you know, the kind of, like, calm farming games. That's really nice. But what Stardew Valley does so much better than, like, any of the Harvest Moons is that the characters in it are actually kind of interesting. And there's, like, a, a grittiness to it. Like, there's references to, like, alcoholism and depression and, like, you know, all sorts of, like, really real topics. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I really liked that playing it as an adult. It, it's exactly what I wanted to play as an adult who wanted to go back to Harvest Moon. So if you kind of liked Harvest Moon as a kid, but like there's some parts that clunked, it was all fixed in Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is the ultimate, is the best Harvest Moon game that <laughs> that wasn't made. So, do you have any other games that are like had some really solid characters that I forgot to mention? No, but I do want to go back a little bit to just rapid fire a couple on choice and consequence and story, oh, before, just yeah. because um, that's a huge thing for me, and there's so many that I think deserve shout out. So mm-hmm. number one, Deus Ex, the entire franchise. Um, it's mm. great. It's science fiction, not <clears throat> fantasy, so probably more of a Mass Effect adjacent than Dragon Age. But um, mm-hmm. that actually also has, because it's a stealth game as well, will also scratch some of that itch as far as like you, there's choice as far as lethality and non-lethality and approaches to missions. Mm-hmm. But there's also dialogue choice, investigation choice, which side of what group that you side with and just overall how a side quest is going to end. Um mm-hmm. Human Revolution is the one that is, you know, other than the the first two Deus Ex, um, Human Revolution is the more modern one that people kind of lean towards. But Mankind Divided got a bad rap. It's not as bad as people say. It's quite good. Mm. Um, We talked about Fallout. Okay, Fallout 4, whatever it is with the writing, the setting, hit or miss. 
Fallout New Vegas is phenomenal for choice and consequence. It is not my favorite mm-hmm. game. I am not a big Fallout person. I do not love New Vegas as much as everyone else does. But the simple fact of the matter is you can make a lot of choices. There are there are many, many factions. Sometimes I think there's actually too many to like fully appreciate all of their individual mm-hmm. storylines. But the way the amount of endings that that game has because of the different factions, it's incredibly thorough and incredibly satisfying. And I think it just... Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those that, that definitely deserves mention. Uh, another one, Alpha Protocol, also made by Obsidian. That game has got to be one of the more underrated RPGs of the last, I don't know, when it came out, probably, let's say the last 10 years, because gameplay-wise, uh, it sucks. It's bad. <laughs> the the, the third-person action shooting is terrible. The stealth is basically dumb. Uh, I, it, it's really tough to get through from the gameplay standpoint, but the, their dialogue system is one of the best dialogue systems ever. Um, it's very reminiscent to Mass Effect, but it doesn't have that predictability as far as the right and the left side, up and down. Trying to be nice to a character can flat out backfire. Uh, trying to intimidate people can backfire even when you think that it should. It's very counterintuitive. It always makes sense when you when you really think about why that dialogue option failed. It always makes sense, but it's very counterintuitive to what your surface level um, instincts might tell you. And it does. It also doesn't have like the icons or the like, you know, the persuade options. It's literally just here's some here's some options that you can read through, decide and decide what you want to say. Uh, it's timed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it should be timed as well. So you've only got so much time to pick your response. Uh, the character interactions as well, building trust with certain people. Uh, very, very well done. I really, really love the character interactions, the trust system, and the dialogue system in Alpha Protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, another one uh, that I'll throw out there, it's it's kind of unusual for choice, but I really, really like the new Hitman games. No, oh, really? Um, and that's another one where it kind of got me thinking in the same way as Dishonored and... Um, um, and Deus Ex, as far as like, it's it's just like, you know, it's just basically a stealth game. But there are so many options in Hitman to any given mission. If you like the experience of doing something one way and then reloading and trying it another way, Hitman is basically infinite for that. I mean, it's it's near infinite. There's a billion different ways to complete objectives. Um, and so it's almost just like a little, like a very small little sandbox each level as far as how you want to experiment in taking out enemies. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I, I mean, as far as the story, you know, it's a pretty simplistic story and uh, to be totally honest, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one that I would throw in there as well. And then also, uh, choice and consequence. This one might kind of surprise some people, but if you've played it, you know why I'm putting it on here. Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, like w- going into it, I didn't even realize that there would be choices in that way. Um, and they're not frequent, I should say. Like, if you're expecting it at the end of every mission or something like that, that's totally not what it is. It's really mainly in the back half of the game where you get to make a series, maybe several. I'd say there might even only be like a dozen missions, if that, where you can actually choose something at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending on how you made choices throughout the game, it will have different endings. Um, and I thought I would really, really appreciate that. And and the the decisions that you're making in Red Dead Redemption 2... Without spoiling anything, like those few handful of decisions felt more powerful than, you know, twice that number of actual choices in other RPGs. Like they felt like they had huge weight. 
the, the character of Arthur Morgan is not a character that you get to define fully like in an RPG. You're not choosing what he does. Uh, mission to mission, he's kind of a, a set character, but you get to feel like you have a huge say in how his story ultimately ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels really, really special. He's 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 lived a hard life, Arthur Morgan, and you really get to make decisions that... Either way, they feel justified, and either way, they feel kind of sad. Um, but it's sort of like a little... You can you can sort of give him a chance to define himself in defiance of the fact that he's sort of locked into this track that he can't get off of. And that feels pretty special. So I would definitely throw Red Dead Redemption 2 in there for choice also. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the, the next category I have is... It really has nothing to do with Dragon. This is going to be a rapid fire thing. I, really nothing to do with Dragon Age. I just liked it for some reason. <laughs> so this is a good category for anything. Uh, I like Animal Crossing. Uh, I, well, I, let's put these in a quick little categories. Things I liked because it had a lot of customization. Because I know some people in Dragon Age do like that. Mm. Animal Crossing. The Sims. Um, don't Starve. Because you can make your own little base building. I liked all three of those a lot. Um, Saints Row. Sort of like that too. Uh, my favorite was three. Four is also good. I haven't played the other ones. Saints Row has a lot of like elements to rpgs but it's all like humorous Mm -hmm. and like even though there is like guns and shooting it's so strange and like like you can have a dildo sword you know (laughs) (laughs) it's it's there's a lot of strange weapons like i know the fourth one has a gun a dubstep gun where you shoot at people and they dance to death that's hilarious you know (laughs) like um i actually really liked i do think four it lets you have like superpowers and i think it kind of like breaks the game a little but in three i think it's like right where they like it's the sweet spot Uh um but because you make a little character and like the character creation is actually like really good for what it is um it like it has like you can you can you edit your body uh which is dragon age has never done and i wish they did yeah uh, you can even edit the voice a little bit. Right. Um, so, like, the, all those are really solid. Um, for more, like, puzzly things, I really liked The Room. That's a iPhone game. I've talked about that before. There's, like, a four of those. They're all great. Um, I really liked Oxenfree. Uh, that's kind of like a mystery with radio. I'm going to just end it there because it's, 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 it's more story-based, and it's really strange and bizarre, and I liked it. It was, it was definitely kind of spooky, though. Great for Halloween if you want to play that. Um and I, I, I had trouble putting this on here because I know there's Alexis Kennedy's gotten a lot of trouble for sexual harassment allegations, and I'll, I'll, I'll say that out there that someone who made this is maybe not the best. But I did kind of like Cultist Simulator, <laughs> so I, I don't know if you can, if you have that already, pick it up um, and play it. Like I will say, it's, it's very bizarre, and it, it, it takes a while to figure out what you're doing, and I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But in like an interesting way, so I, I I did like the game. I don't know you your results may vary on that. Um, did, is there anything like maybe not completely related to Dragon Age, but but you would recommend? Uh, what would I put into my other category? Um, you know this one's kind of a weird one because it's in some ways it's like a parody of RPGs, but South Park: The Stick of Truth. <laughs> I actually been wanting to play that. <laughs> that is, it's very simplistic as far as I'm concerned, as far as the gameplay. But it's just, mm-hmm. it's good South Park writing. Uh, I, I really can't say too much about the gameplay. Like it's, it's functional. It's a turn-based um, mm-hmm. RPG. The, the gear and stuff does, you know, exactly what you would expect it to. There's nothing really stand out about it. But it is like playing an episode of South Park. The writing is spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and he, now he, now I also have like a list of like games I haven't played, but I hear recommended all the time. We've talked about some things that you played, like Neverwinter Whites, Baldur's Gates, um, The Witcher Two for me. Uh, another thing I have on here is Horizon Zero Dawn. I hear is really good. Uh, that's a PlayStation exclusive, I believe. Oh, that's a phenomenal! I can't believe I forgot about Horizon Zero Dawn. One hundred percent, people should go play that. It's amazing. It has a dialogue wheel. Anything that has a dialogue wheel, I automatically like. <laughs> and also a female-led game for people who like that. Um, I also hear Vampire the Masquerade is good and candy. God damn it, I, I was going to say that one too. I can't believe I forgot that oh. one. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> um, I, I That's one I've been... They're actually they're going to come up with a new one. It's pretty soonish here, right? Or I So I never beat that one. I think they are coming out with two. I started and stopped it. It's not because it was bad. It's just because I kind of wanted to play something else at the time. Um, it's very dark. It's very, you know, like, oh, I'm a vampire. Um, that can, if you're not in the mood for that, that might wear thin, which it did for me when I started it, but I was impressed by, mm-hmm. by the dialogue choices. Now, is it dark or is it like my chemical romance dark? If you know what I'm trying to get out here. A little bit of column <laughs> like, A, a little bit of column B. Okay. Cause like, I think it would be kind of, like, I would find it kind of entertaining to like have hot topic the game. Uh, but <laughs> it, it, it might satisfy some of that. Okay, so I, I, that, that 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 one's on my maybe list. Um, I've heard good things about the Persona series, but again, I'm just not into JRPGs. But if you if you liked maybe Fire Emblem a lot, maybe try that. Um, I know very little about that. I just keep seeing that recommended over and over again when people says, "What game should I play?" Like Dragon Age. I guess they have like a friend thing. I I'm sorry, I don't know much about it. Um, did, is is there anything that like you haven't played but here recommended? Tyranny is probably the one that that has been sort of mm-hmm. near the top of my list, which I mentioned earlier, just because I love Pillar so much. Mm-hmm. So I okay. So um, another the other the very last category I have is things I hear recommended all the time, but I didn't actually like it that much. Um, number one was the the first Witcher for me. I, I really hated that so far. Um, I really I know you're gonna I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. I didn't like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, it's old. I mean, it's just really old yeah. at this point. It like it's, it's so old to the fact that I had a lot of trouble getting into it. Um, same thing with Jade Empire. Uh, Jade Empire, I think, also had I just didn't like Jade Empire is not gameplay. that good. Like I, yeah. I know that's sort of like the blasphemous thing to say because it's one of the mainstay Bioware catalog games yeah. that doesn't have some sort of weird story behind it or like you know Dragon Age 2's mm-hmm. production. I just don't think Jade Empire is that good. I think the writing is really weak. I, I just never really got to any of the... I got pretty far in the game. I got about halfway through it, apparently, uh, by the guides I was reading. And it just nothing ever really hooked me. And, like, the, the gameplay was so wonky, like, the actual fighting, that I, I just couldn't finish it. Um, so I, I really didn't like that. Um, I put the Fallout series here, mostly because it makes me barfy <laughs> and depressed. <laughs> so I'll pass. Um, and then I... This one... I feel bad putting it because I think I do think it is a good series. I just again guns bore me, even if they're fun guns, and that's Borderlands. I I played it and it was all right. I just I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. Yeah, Borderlands is really it's about shooting more than it is an RPG or anything. It's just about mm-hmm. it's a first person shooter where you have a, a yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, I, I liked Borderlands as the first one well enough. I think I might have even beaten the first one. But like I just, mm-hmm. it's nothing special for me. Yeah, I 
I like I hear a lot of good things about it, and the world is definitely fun. And I, I love like the new one has gun with legs. I love that little guy. Like the, it, it has a lot of fun story building moments. But I, uh, I'm just, I just not a shooter fan, so it just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but I do hear it recommended a lot, uh, so I, I I put it on this list. Um, is there anything that like you hear recommended a lot, maybe for like for specifically Dragon Age fans, but just wasn't a fan of? Uh, nothing, nothing that's immediately coming to mind. I know like Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning has gotten sort of like a weird cult following after it came out. Mm-hmm. And that's one that got a ton of hype um, leading into development. And I remember playing it when it came out and I didn't like it. And then it sort of developed this cult mm-hmm. following and people were like, no, no, like it's really good. Like we didn't, we didn't appreciate it at the time. And so then I remember like a few years ago, I tried it as well. And I'm like, I still don't like it. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand what people see about this. It just feels really cartoony to me. I don't. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So, because I, I know I, I really like Dragon Age too. But I know people definitely don't feel like that. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's all the video games I can think of to recommend or maybe even not recommend. So, uh, yeah, I get which I oh another good thing to add on future games that are coming out that may be of interest. Uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, you talked about Albert uh, Albert <laughs> Outer Worlds. Mm. Uh. I'm trying to think of the apparently Vampire Masquerade 2 or whatever. That might be fun. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything on the... Oh, uh, fuck. Is it Boulder's Gate? Yeah, Boulder's Gate. The, Boulder's the Gate 3, yeah. Coming out by Larian. By the makers of Divinity. And I'm very excited about that one. Um, of course, the only thing we have on that is a animated trailer, which means that they probably just started the game. <laughs> so it might be... That might come out around the time Dragon Age 4 comes out, actually. Yeah, no kidding. Uh... Which that's going to make me sad because I'm going to have to choose, which I'm going to choose Dragon Age, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, is there any other like game that's on the horizon that you're looking for? I mean, I think the big ones were Greedfall, Outer Worlds, and Cyberpunk. And we've got Greedfall now, which I think is, mm-hmm. you know, it's living up to my expectations because I did, I did have somewhat tempered expectations. And I think so far it's living up to it, maybe surpassing it occasionally. Uh, mm-hmm. Outer Worlds. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out where to put it. Every time I see gameplay, I go, "Holy shit! This looks so cool. This looks like exactly what I want." Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, they have said many, many times, "Time and budget, time and budget, time and budget." So we should have some limited expectations. And then, yeah, Cyberpunk is Cyberpunk is a game where just let your fucking hype run wild, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I guess I'm worried about that game. Just because I I know people have, like, excitement levels through the roof. And no matter how good Cyberpunk's going to be, it's not going to live up to that. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of backlash when Cyberpunk comes out. I've said repeatedly, I think it's going to be smaller than people think. It does not look that big to me. It looks like levels inside of cities and you'll be able to drive to some stuff. That is what I think is going to end up happening. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be that big. Which I think that's fine. I think too big and I get, like, like Divinity, too big and I get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And I, I just... I'm, as much as I commit in relationships, I can't do it with video games, apparently. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I, other than what I've named, I can't... I mean, Animal Crossing, I'm really excited about. Uh, that's about it. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I will say the past couple of E3s and other game conferences, all, all the new games coming out other than the ones we've mentioned is kind of like, eh. I don't know. There's really not that many for uh, RPG RPGs coming out. I, I think right now RPGs are. I think maybe they're coming a little bit back in popular because there's like you know four or five new ones in the horizon that we just named. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, 
I would look. I mean, like Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six look great, but those are going to be out probably after Dragon Age at oh, this point. They, we have, we have. I think we might. Well, we we definitely have more on Dragon Age Four than we have on Elder Scrolls Six. I'll say that now. Yeah, we have nothing uh, on Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, no. Well, we have a landscape with the title Elder Scrolls Six. You know, like. <laughs> well, it, uh, I mean, at least we have a landscape. <laughs> Well, and we hadn't, like, we don't know what the landscape is. At least we know, like, for Dragon Age, like, the idol and the mural, we could tell whole much, uh, so much more about that in Dragon Age 4 than we can about a landscape. Well. Other than, like, there might be a vague area. Oh, uh, to, to be fair, there are the, the lore experts in Elder Scrolls who who are 100% sure that it's High Rock because they, they did dissection of the landscape. But that, that they, they just know where it's set. We've known where the Dragon Age 4 has been set since the Inquisition came out. Yeah, I guess you're right. In a, in a, in a competition of like... <laughs> yeah, we know more about our next game than your next game, losers. And yet nobody really knows anything substantial about either yeah. of them. <laughs> they both come out and it's like set in the Anderfels. There's a set in elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just and the, the Starfield people are just like, well, look, suckers, we know ours is set in space, okay? <laughs> it's underground or something. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it, uh, yeah, if they want to release Elder Scrolls and Starfield sooner rather than later, great, but I don't know, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be quite a while to see any of those. I agree. So. All right. Yeah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's, uh, we'll call it there, and then you can crawl back and try not to vomit <laughs> on the rest of your house. So, Jordan, where can they find you uh, the, when, when you're not? <laughs> the folks can find me at the Exalted March on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. Uh, Katie, where can the folks find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube as Gilder Thon, Twitter as Gilder Thon, and that's about it uh, for the most part. Uh, and with that, guys, Darth Shore.